0: hi and welcome to the forecast. i'm alex helmbrecht and i'm joined here as always by my esteemed co-host daniel binkard our guest today is believe it or not the first women's wrestling coach in shattern state college history and csc has been here since 1911 so you're making history elijah but elijah jeffrey so thank you uh so thankful that you're able to join us today yeah i appreciate you having me on you bet Uh, We'll get right into it. So as I alluded to, you have the distinction distinction of being the first ever women's wrestling coach at CSC, which is pretty neat. Talk a little bit. How did that opportunity come about for you? Um, So
1: after I finished my collegiate wrestling career, I went almost immediately into coaching. I had started at the club level coaching both boys and girls. And then I was given an opportunity at Indian Hills Community College to um, joined their coaching staff as they started both a men's and a women's program. Um, after just a short time there, I pretty much took over um, w- the women's wrestling program and took over all the duties there. So I I was kind of at the the starting starting point for for women's collegiate wrestling us in pretty early, and we had success at Indian Hills. We actually won the first um, junior college women's national championship dual and. Um, individual so spent two years there and then i saw that shattern state was adding a women's wrestling program and just with my circumstance i you know i wanted to be a head coach and, and coach at the ncaa level so i jumped on the opportunity and you know i before i had ever been out to shattern i i put my name in the in the hat applied and um the rest is is history No.
0: And and so I mean obviously it's worked out well, but but when you're at, at Indian Heels, what what type of I mean, how long has women's wrestling been a collegiate sport? We're not talking multiple decades here, right? It it has been around for a while, but oh, good. um for the
1: most part, I'd say that first decade was only a handful of teams competing. Okay. Um so there was not many options, maybe five or six options originally for for girls to continue on at, at the college level and then um I'd say past four years, it's really seen seen an increase. You can see it at the high school level with um, statewide numbers doubling, tripling. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, you see almost every week another college is adding women's wrestling. So um, I'd say the last four or five years, we've really seen the growth of it. But um, women's wrestling had had been around for a while. Um, some of the, the original schools are, are still competing at a high level but now there's just so many
0: more opportunities. Well that's great Uh, especially for all those those women who want to compete collegiately it's it's wonderful for them to have that opportunity. Yeah
1: absolutely and um, you know another big reason I I got into the sport I have a a younger sister who's coming through high school actually right now who is a a wrestler. Um, She actually just qualified for the Iowa State Wrestling Tournament and um, you know I just saw the passion that she had for the sport. I saw that you know the way that she went out and was a competitor was, you know, almost more than, more drive than I had when I was a competitor. And that just, um, that sparked my interest in the sport. You know, I, I had known girl wrestlers, women wrestlers, um, coming up through my career, but it just, it hadn't been an important part of my life until after my sister, um, decided to join. And, and that gave me kind of a kickstart. I wanted to be a part of it. And, and, you know, one thing led to another. And now, you know, I think this is my true calling. You know, it's really my passion. I've always loved wrestling, but um, women's wrestling gave me uh, almost, you know, rejuvenated en- energy when it came to the sport.
0: Well, good on you. I mean, that's a yeah. great big brother moment right there, you know, <laughs> I mean, to, to, to feel that way towards, you know, having your sister see that success and, and kind of living through that a little bit. That's awesome. Well done. Are you able to recruit her?
2: <laughs> not yet, or there not reared, yet.
0: Or Are there weird rules of, with the NCAA and uh, recruiting? So, so we're going to wait on that a little bit. But,
1: <laughs> but one of these days, I'll, I'll be recruiting her. OK, awesome.
2: Well, excellent. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's involved with starting a program like this from the beginning for CSC. You know, how hard is that? What kind of hurdles are there? Or what's maybe been a success story as we get this first and second year out of the way? So, luckily, I had
1: experience starting a program from scratch um, prior to coming to Shadron. At Indian right. Hills, you know, we didn't have a wrestling room. We didn't have a training facility. We had no men's or women's teams. So I got to start at literally the ground floor and yeah. um, just kind of learn what it's going to take to to get a program up and running. So when I came out here, I at least had a a vision in and in a little bit of a, a game plan for yeah. how I wanted to do it. And um, the first step was... I had to find a team so so I um I really hit the ground running recruiting I um you know probably that first month that I was out here I lived in the office I was on the phone with with coaches and kids um pretty much sunrise to sunset and just just finding out who was who was going to be interested in in becoming the first Shattern State women's wrestlers and luckily you know I, I had some success and and Got some, some girls to, to buy in and, and come out here on a whim. You know some of them some of them, you know, they decided to come here a week before the start of, of classes. So it Real was: fast for Yep, them. yep okay. and, and not from nearby either. Um, we had one come from Las Vegas. Uh, we had one come from Arizona, and you know it was they just they wanted to to keep wrestling, and this was the opportunity. But oh, yeah. As far as everything else you know, luckily we already had the wrestling room in place. Um, we had an established men's program that we could, um, kind of bounce off of. And yeah. you know, the rest was just trying to build a schedule, find competitions. Um, you know, that first year was really hard to get anyone to, to come out to shatter, especially, especially with, a, you know, a, a brand new program, right. Um, they didn't know necessarily what to expect out of us, but that first year we were able to, um, you know, really get our team to buy in and, Ultimately, we qualified half our team to the national tournament in year one, and um, five of those beginning eight were actual um, academic All-Americans as well. So um, I think just having that group that that really bought in um, really helped for a growth in in year two of the
2: program. Yeah, that really makes for a solid start. Um, I know from the, the CSC Live side where I'm covering our home athletic events, I was kind of disappointed the first year that there was nothing at home and so I was really looking forward to it this this year and we've had a few of those um, just just had one um this last Sunday before we were we recording this and it, it's been really interesting to see the differences in the two you know, compared to men's wrestling and the timing and, and just a hey, seeing women kick some butt too
1: <laughs> yeah definitely um you know honestly I might be biased, but I think women's wrestling is a little bit more fan-friendly and exciting. Oh, yeah. um, just action, start to finish.
2: Yeah.
0: What, what are some of the, the differences? I know we were talking a little bit uh, before we started recording. Uh, so the, the types of wrestling that, that men compete in and that the women compete in are different. Talk a little about that. Yeah, so the men collegiately compete folk style wrestling
1: and the women compete freestyle wrestling. So freestyle is what we wrestle internationally. So other countries, um, they don't really wrestle folk style at all. And when we go out to the Olympics or the world championships, both the men's and the women's side, we compete freestyle. So it's actually made for a really easy transition for our high level collegiate athletes to make that jump to international competition. Um, But the big differences is um, freestyle is is primarily from the neutral position, both wrestlers wrestling from their feet, um, you know, they reward big moves and excitement, so you're given more points for, for a big throw. And the legality of it is, is a little different too. You know, you'll see in freestyle, wrestlers getting thrown and almost landing on their head, and they're not calling it an illegal move or potentially dangerous like the men's side. So things move really quickly. Matches can be over in 10, 15 seconds, um, with the tech fall being 10 points. Um, they out of bounds. Also, is different. So in women's wrestling, uh, if one of the wrestlers steps out of bounds, that's automatically going to give their opponent a, a point.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And yeah, so it's everything is. I is wish scorable. that was in men's mid- wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think they <laughs> covered
0: some matches that really they took keeps took moving.
1: <laughs> I, I think um, that'd be one of the rules that they should think about changing for the men's side. But um, also, freestyle when after a takedown, wrestlers are. Um, top-bottom position. They're only given about 10, 15, 20 seconds to work, and then um, if there's no action or no points scored from top, then they're just going to bring both wrestlers back up and blow the whistle and get the action started
0: again. And uh, so still three periods? Just like men's, uh, is the time amount different?
1: So they actually wrestled two periods. Oh, okay. Um, Both are three-minute periods, and in between there's a 30-second break. So um, you'll see if you watch freestyle – both wrestlers right. at the end of the period will go to their corners, so I can speak with my wrestler, give them water, tell them off, mm-hmm. and just come up with a a mid match game plan, which is different than the men's side because um, even though there are periods, there's no break. It's it's um, just get set for the for the next position, start the period where it's freestyle. Um, you know, you do get that break. You do get to yeah. have a little bit more coaching opportunity mid match, and another difference is. There, there is no ties in freestyle, so even if the match is, is tied at the, end of the, at the end of regulation, it will be decided based on whoever scored a larger point move. So if one person scored a four-point move and the other wrestler only scored a two, the one that had scored the four-point move will, will be the winner. And if, if they would scored the same amount of um, moves, so if they both had two-point moves, the last score, whoever scored last in the match, would actually win the match, which um, hmm. makes it interesting. Yeah, yeah. so it um, it changes game plan and strategy up a little bit. It's hard to hang out on a lead because it's just it's so easy to to come back and win it late, um, and it just makes it interesting for for duels as well.
0: So from a coaching standpoint, I'm assuming you competed folk style and learned. To coach folk style, how difficult was it to adapt to freestyle? Um, so I have
1: wrestled freestyle since I was a kid. Oh, um, great! Yeah, yeah. So it was actually probably my favorite of the two. Um, you know, during high school season, I'd compete folk style, and then as soon as season ended, I would roll right into freestyle and and train for. Um, freestyle nationals and, and those events. And even when I was competing collegiately, I'd finish the collegiate season and then immediately start training freestyle and get prepared for the world team trials for, for freestyle. So I, I had a pretty good background in the sport. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I'd say, you know, my knowledge of it was better than uh, most wrestlers coming out of college just because I, I wrestled at half the year. So um, the transition from going to Foley, Freestyle was a little different. Um now wrestling folk style is, is just kinda weird for me because I've been so so <laughs> yeah, focused on freestyle for the last four or five years that um you know, that's that's what I that's what I do now. Sure.
0: mm mm-hmm. Interesting.
2: Uh, you mentioned a little bit about last season and the success you had. Um, how's this season going? And what are some of the goals you guys have for the coming years? So, so this year has been been going really well for us. We we started the year
1: ranked twentieth uh, in the country nationally right. at at the NCAA level, and we currently hold a six and two dual record. So. Um, we've had success dual-wise, and um, our wrestlers have been doing really well, Great. placing and winning um, tournaments as as this year's gone on. But you know, ultimately, we're just in preparation for for postseason. So right. our regional tournament, February nineteenth, we're just trying to make sure that our wrestlers are are ready to go for that big one. And um, you know, our goal this year is to have more national qualifiers than we did last year which which was four so if we can get five or more this year oh yeah that would be that would be a success for us and um, last year we finished I believe 26th at the national tournament as a team so we're trying to crack the top 15 this year that that would be our our yeah, big be goal great.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah and then going forward um, what, what are your hopes
1: so you know I guess this year we we plan on bringing a group to the the U23 age-level world team trials and right. trying to get somebody to qualify or or place high and potentially be a world team member. Um, we actually have one wrestler on our roster now that was a, a beach wrestling world team member, and they competed at the world championships last summer. But... You know, that that will be our goal after we finish this season. We'll transition into that and train for that. And then next year, you know, our hopes are to start the year ranked higher than than we did this year, get some wrestlers in the national ranking throughout the year. And, you know, eventually we want to be a top 10 team nationally and and consistently. You know, we, we are lucky that Colorado Mesa is, you know, a top nationally ranked team. And in our conference, so we get to see them a lot. Um, yeah. I get to bounce ideas off their coach and just see how they do things as well because they're ranked third in the country right now as a team, and and that's the the one that we're chasing down right now. And hopefully, in the near future, we can you know catch up to them and hopefully
0: surpass them.
2: Yeah, they've certainly had uh, some impressive showings. Um, so that's going to be exciting to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Elijah, what type of growth do you anticipate for for women's wrestling? Um, it, it seems like, as you mentioned, uh, the high school level, they keep adding teams and, and uh, more and more girls are getting the opportunity. But how do you see that kind of transitioning in the collegiate level and, and maybe even at the conference level with the RMAC?
1: So originally I had thought that the collegiate growth would not be sustainable. Um, just with the amount of, of high school athletes making that transition to, to college, um, I thought there might be too many College selections and not enough wrestler, but now I'm starting to to think the opposite. I think, um, you know, the collegiate women's wrestling growth is is exponential right now because girls just continue to get involved with the sport. They continue to give it a shot, and you know I think for that generation that's coming up through high school right now, wrestling for on the girl side is just as normal as it is for the for the boys. So. Numbers are just are skyrocketing. I think you know it's, it's a sport that could surpass the boys side just because you know that's there's not a lot of growth opportunities right now on the boys side. Um, you know you, those wrestlers get involved with it, but um, for the girls it's exciting it's new. They want to give it a shot. High schools are promoting it, and now we 're starting to see um, high school teams with rosters of 20 2030 girls on it, mm-hmm. so I think that will that will transition over to the college level you know i think last year the average roster size for an ncaa program was in between 13 and 14 and i think that's going to continue rising and we'll see average rosters in the in the 20 range
0: and how many women do you have on your team currently we
1: have 26 on the team currently so above the
0: average then yeah sure
1: we're definitely above the average right
0: now so we probably have a really competitive room and uh, even though not all of them get the ability to compete at a match, there's a lot of open opportunities and certainly helping those who are competing at, um, in practice, I'm sure. Definitely, yeah, definitely Nice are. to have a partner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, It's
1: yeah. it's been nice. We've got, we've got depth and we've got a lot of partners in the room and just a lot of wrestlers that, that will push each other. And like you said, we've got a lot of opportunities to compete. We're always trying to find opens get all of our wrestlers mm-hmm. matches and something unique to collegiate women's wrestling right now is we can bring 15 wrestlers to our, our regional tournament and, and our qualifiers. So we have 10 weight classes at five of those 10. We're bringing two wrestlers to to go compete. You know, whereas the men, they get one wrestler to bring yeah. it at each weight class. So we're, we're given more opportunities and, you know, it just it allows for us to make sure that our wrestlers are, are seeing competition and competing at the highest level.
0: Yeah, and I can remember um, I used to talk to Scott Ritson a lot when I was the SID and he was the wrestling coach, and, and I think uh, Coach Hunter probably shares this philosophy too. If you have a competitive wrestling room, your team is just better for it because there's only so much you can do as a coach when you're you, you know you're working with them individually or, or in a team setting. But it, there's a lot between you got to have that play between the two who are wrestling, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's really. The way to become an elite program is to have multiple wrestlers that that can push each other mm-hmm. and um, can communicate throughout the practice and let each other know you know what's working and what's not working and um, a word that you use that I really like is is play that's a big emphasis in our our practice room we we call it play wrestling so instead of just drilling moves or or positions, we actually let the wrestlers go in and and just play through positions it's it's not live but it's close to it, and we encourage them to to stop and and talk through positions as as needed, and um, just keeps it light and fun yeah. as well in the room. So it's it's not always serious, sure. not always a grind, and it's worked out really well for us.
0: I always used to love traveling with wrestling at the national tournament because there, you know there'd be three or, or five uh, men who were competing, and <laughs> in, in a couple of years there wasn't a, a guy like you know me, two hundred pounds. Uh, A guy like Jimmy Savala, who was 133, wasn't gonna be able to spar with me to warm up, and so they always used to find the trainers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And these poor trainers would just get (laughs) warmed before the (laughs) national tournaments. (laughs) I always felt bad for them. That's (laughs) awesome. But those are kind of the things that, wrestling has, I think wrestling has such a neat, um, like a neat culture to it. Everyone really does want everyone to succeed. I mean, I'm sure there's competitiveness, and you Mm -hmm. wanna win, I get all that, but, there's a really nice, um, collective spirit to it. So I'm, I'm glad that, um, that women get the opportunity to participate in that too. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think
1: the women's culture is, is really starting to, um, find its own elements too, you know, for, for a long time, it was, the girls were just thrown in with the boys. Yeah. And um, now they've got their own culture that's, that's growing. And wrestling is a small world. You know, everyone kind of knows everyone, matter, no matter where you're from. So it's kind of um, starting to shift on, on the women's side to, to that same culture.
2: Great. yeah. Uh, Elijah, tell us a little bit about, you know, how did you get involved in wrestling uh, as a young man and, uh, you know, going to college and all that? What's, what's your background or, and growing up? So
1: I grew up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa um, believe it or not, my, I didn't come from a a wrestling family. Okay. Uh, My dad played collegiate baseball and my mom was, was a swimmer. So, um, I didn't have anyone that was, was really wrestling in my family. I was the oldest kid, but I, I liked the sport. I always wanted to, wanted to try it out. I had friends that did it and I was always begging my parents just to to let me go to practice and, and see what it's about. And, um,
0: And there's no wrestling history in Iowa. Yeah.
1: No, 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 but I had, you know, I went to practice and just, I fell in love with it right away, and, you know, Iowa, wrestling, they go hand in hand, so I was lucky to, to have some really great coaches growing up, I had club coaches that were Division one all Americans. My high school coach was a Division one all American for the University of Iowa. So nice. I got kind of lucky in that regard that I had such great coaches at you know a young age, and um, I had success through high school, and I went on to compete at Northern Illinois University. Um, so we competed in the MAC conference. I, I spent five years out there, and, and then you know shortly after began my my coaching career.
2: Right on, that's great.
0: Uh, Elijah, what are some things that you, that you like to do outside of work? Uh, and now that the program is, is somewhat established, hopefully you're not working sun up to <laughs> sun down. Um, but but uh, I, I think you told me that you enjoy uh, hiking around and spending time in the outdoors and spending time with your dogs. What what else do you got going on? So so those
1: are those are the big ones, and that was a big reason that that Shadron was was so appealing to me um, to begin with. There's there's so many places that I can. Get to and um, spend time, especially in the summer. You know, I can go up to the Black Hills and go hiking and camping. I can get down to to the mountains. I can go out to Wyoming, mm-hmm. and that that's really really my big passion outside of wrestling. So once off season comes, you know, a lot of weekends I'll I'll find find a spot, go camping, and um, you know just just find some some cool things to do that I really couldn't do um, for the bulk of my life. You know, Iowa's it's a great place, but um, you just don't get to see those those things in Iowa and um, I'm I'm newly engaged so my oh, congrats yeah. thank you thank you my my fiance and I we we like the same things we have the same interests so it's nice for us we go out and explore and and make new adventures and um, you mentioned the dogs we've got two ginormous dogs at home <laughs> we've got a a great dane that's almost two years old and a boxer mastiff that's four years old so they're big boys and, yeah. <laughs> and they like to spend time outdoors too so it's it's really nice for us
0: okay.
2: have you got a favorite spot say locally and regionally uh, like what, what's what's the place you if you had your choice where would you go and hike and camp out at this point
1: so i've really fallen in love with sylvan lake oh a great place Custer. Yeah, yeah yeah we go out there um at least two three times a year right now and that's yeah. that's a place that, that i've really fallen in love with um you know, I like the Medicine Bow. I've explored out there in, in Wyoming. And, you know, I'm just still trying to, trying to find out some,
2: some new locations. Yep. A lot of opportunities. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, let's see. I think that takes us to our quick-hitting questions. First one, favorite sports team of yours? Kansas City Chiefs. All right. So, yep, yep. I'm a big, big Chiefs fan, and
1: um, it was nice to see them get the job done yeah. on, on Sunday. And now they're... They've got a spot in the Super Bowl, so we'll be watching that next weekend. But, yeah, Kansas City
0: Chiefs for sure. All right. Uh, what, what about a favorite movie? I would imagine you've got to watch several as you travel <laughs> all these tournaments. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. But, um,
0: I would have to say
1: I, I like some of the the classics. Uh, Starsky and Hutch, that's, mm. uh, that's a, the, the remake with Ben Stiller. Oh, and, sure. And oh, yeah. Owen Wilson. Um, that's one of my all-time favorites. Man, what, what other ones do we like? I'm am a big Ben Stiller fan. I like I like all his his older stuff, and him and Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Those were
0: yeah, those fun favorite stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep.
1: Those are those are the
0: ones I like to watch. This might be a bit of a pivot, but you know, there's there's sports movies as a genre. Mm-hmm. You know, there's great baseball movies and maybe some good football movies, and there's a. Wonderful hockey movie, you know, Slap Shot. is hilarious. Um, what's the best wrestling movie, in your opinion? Uh, so
1: wrestling movies have always been tough for me to watch just because of the actual wrestling. It just... It, it, it does, yeah, it's a little cringy. <laughs> but um, actually, there's one that, that they did a really good job. Fox Catcher. I don't know if you've seen that.
0: Oh, that's the one with the DuPont.
1: Yep, yeah, yep yeah, DuPont. I, mm-hmm. And the wrestling in that... Is great. The story's great. True story. And um, yeah, I'd say that's that's the best one in my opinion. Might I know it. that there's there's the classics out there, but yeah, I think Fox Sketcher is the the all time greatest. Okay.
0: All right. Nice.
1: Go to wrestling move. So I I've changed a little bit since um, I've become a coach. I think my the style I coach is different than when I wrestled. I'd say my. My favorite move as a wrestler was the low single. Um, I worked, I spent hundreds of hours um, yeah. perfecting that. So that's that's definitely my, my favorite, my go-to move. But as a coach, I think my my favorite move would be the bent leg Turk. And if you ask any of our wrestlers on our team to hit a bent leg Turk, I, I bet they'd all be able to show you one. Um, great. <laughs> we, we, we work it quite a bit, and it's, it's super effective at our level. But um, we have to keep that on the down low. So the... The other teams out
0: there aren't, aren't We may have to uh, our, do a little static yeah, on this yeah. part of the show. Do, do you have like a, like a code word that you yell out when you want them to, to pull that move? Uh, no, I kind of just yell it out. Yeah. And no one else
1: really knows what it, what it is, so it's hard for hey, them to defend good,
0: it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we just don't need to show maybe any footage yeah. Or, yeah. of what it actually we'll is. Do nothing. <laughs> Elijah, what's the best advice that you received as a college student? As, as a college student, I would
1: say the best advice would be learn how to manage your social, your school, and your athletics because all of them are important to, to be successful at the college level, whether you're an athlete um, you know, or just, just a student. Being able to manage all three of those is important. You can't have you know one without the other, and um, even a, a great coach that I worked with at Indian Hills, um, Coach Cole Spree, he, he had always said the same thing, but he said it a little differently. Um, be a great person, be a great student, be a great athlete, and it's, it's got to be in that order. You can't be one without the other, so you got to be a great person and you have to be a great student before you can be a great athlete. And that's one that, that I still preach to our team. I think it's really important mm-hmm. to, to not neglect the first two, and you can't be a, an athlete without being a great person and a great student.
0: Yeah, that's good advice.
2: Yeah. So final question. Uh, Can you tell us your hidden talent?
1: (laughs) Um, So
2: I guess this one will go along with, with my hobbies.
1: I forgot to mention. So I'm an avid disc golfer. I oh, actually, good actually stuff. play. Uh, that's
2: why you came here because yep. of the Shadow State <laughs> yep. Park course. Yep, <laughs> yeah. that
1: that was the big draw. Yep.
2: And
1: <laughs> I actually play professionally. Nice. In, uh, the spring and summer. So
2: I got to get some pointers from you because yeah. uh, my form is absolutely <laughs> terrible. But I still love going out there and running around. <laughs> no, it's
1: it's it's a lot of fun. And I you know I travel halfway across the country to play disc golf yeah. tournaments. And that's great. That's that's my my talent and and my biggest hobby,
0: I guess.
2: That's a good one. That's cool. You yeah. should
0: you should host like a clinic or something in the yeah. summer. I been, I've a, been thinking about there's it. There's people yeah. who play. You know, uh, there's a large group in Sydney uh, that come up. I think there's a course in Alliance. So mm-hmm. I've definitely seen, and the course at Shatter State Park is f- fabulous.
1: Yeah, no, I've, I've met a lot of people from, you know, Rapid City, Alliance, Kimball, um, Scotts Bluff. I, I met a lot of people through disc golf. So, yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely love to put on a clinic.
2: All right. Right on. Let's make it happen. Starting. Yeah. yeah. It. I'll join. <laughs> well, I think that takes us to the end. Yeah, that's so, it. Elijah, thanks again for coming on to the podcast with us. We really appreciate having you here.
1: Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, good luck the rest of the year. Yeah. Thank you. Yep.